Matthew 24, verse number one um, in the NL, as Jesus was leaving the temple grounds, his disciples pointed out to him the various temple buildings. Flow with me today. But he responded, do you see all these buildings? I tell you the truth, they will be completely demolished. Not one stone will be left on top of another. Come on. Later, Jesus said on the Mount of Olives, his disciples came to him privately and said, tell us, when will all this happen? And what sign will signal your return and the end of the world? And Jesus told them, don't let anyone mislead you. Look at your neighbor and say, don't be deceived in this hour. Because deception is at an all-time high. The Bible says even the very elect will be deceived. There are people that I follow closely, I honor their voice, and they have taken some dips as of late. And I'm like, did you just say that? Did that just come out? Um, let's keep going here before I get ahead of myself. For many will come in my name claiming I am the Messiah, and they will deceive many. Verse number six, come on, and you will hear of wars and threats of wars. You're going to hear of them, not meaning um, it's going to happen, but they're happening right now. You saw wars happening even on social media this week. It says, but don't panic. Tell your neighbor, said, don't panic. don't panic. Yes, these things must take place. I need you to underline that, circle it, highlight it. These things must take place. There are some things you ain't going to be able to pray away. You ain't going to be able to fast away. You ain't going to be able to, 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 to um, war them away. They're going to happen in the earth. But the end won't follow immediately. Come on, look at this here. Nation will go to war against nation. I told you that's ethnos, people groups, fighting. People groups meaning even church denominations, even, even evangelicals versus the Baptists, and the Baptists versus the word of faith, and word of faith versus the Kojic, and Kojic versus the church of God by faith, and church of God by faith against the Pentecostals of the world. And it is just out of hand, but it is biblical and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines, and there will be earthquakes in many parts of the world. Are we not seeing this right now? I said, are we not seeing this right now? I try to make, I try to make light of things because I don't want to get into fear and get into, oh my God, but if you are not paying attention, things are increasing, things are changing right before your eyes. I didn't go to the grocery store to do grocery shopping at Sam's. I went to get tissue and laundry detergent. And I didn't get any food, pretty much, and, and I paid like $300. I haven't even been to the grocery store yet. We're in the middle of it, but all this is only the first of the birth pains with more to come. Come on, keep going. Then you will be arrested, persecuted, and killed. You will be hated all over the world because you are my followers. Keep going with me here. And many will turn away from me and betray and hate each other. The, dealing, the dealings of, with each other without love is out of control. The coldness of hearts is at an all-time high. Betrayal is common now. It's just as common as getting up and putting on your underwear and getting dressed for work. It is common to be on somebody's side one day and opposite the next. It is common to turn on people overnight. It is common to attempt to kill those who have helped you. It is common. Verse 12, come on here. Um, and um, did I give you 12 or no? I didn't give you 12 up there? Okay, I'll read it. I want to read all of it here. Sin will be rampant everywhere. 
and the love of many will grow cold. Come on, keep going. But the one who endures to the end will be saved. Verse 14. And the good news about the kingdom said the gospel. This is very important, people of God. The gospel of the kingdom, the King James says, will be preached throughout the world. It may not be on a corner or from a pulpit, but this is your time as a believer to shine. The title of this message is As the Church. Say, I am the church. Listen, and you may not have a pulpit, you may not have a ministry, you may not have your name on somebody's Facebook page, but you are the church and this gospel of the kingdom, the good news in bad times must be preached throughout the earth. That's why it's important that you watch what you say, you watch what you're releasing, you watch what you're siding with, you know when to shut up and when to talk, you know when to embrace and when not to embrace. You got to be wisdom. Don't act as fools in this time, Ephesians says, but act as wise, as wise, as wise. The lack of wisdom in the body of Christ is astonishing. Come on, let's keep going here. Um, but but uh, where was I? Did I read it all? Yeah, yeah, whole world so that all nations will hear it and then the end and then the end will come. Now, now go drop down to verse number 24 or, or verse 32. Go to verse 32 and let's read 32. Now learn a lesson from the fig tree. Um, when its branches bud and its leaves begin to sprout, you know that summer is near. Come on, in the same way when you see all these things you can know his return is very near right at the door. Now, there is a doctrine that says he's already come back. I guess we missed him, uh, but that is a teaching too. Verse number 34, I tell you the truth, this generation will not pass from the scene until all these things take place. They're going to take place. Heaven and earth will disappear, but my words will never disappear. They will come to pass. I've already released it. It's going to happen in the earth. Come on, keep going with me. However, no one knows the day or the hour when these things will happen, not even the angels in heaven or the son himself. Only the father knows. Come on. And when the son of man returns, it will be like it was in, in what? In what? As in the days of Noah, and I taught this real well, I think it was last year, for a long time. You got to go back and listen to that. We are as in the days of Noah. Look at verse number 38. In those days before the flood, the people were enjoying their life, their banquets and partying and, and weddings and doing what they were doing right up to the time Noah entered the boat. They were, they were oblivious to what was going on. They were just having a good time, living their life like it was golden. I ain't got but one life to live. Girl, I'm doing me in this season. You had better get spiritual. I said, you had, I'm not trying to scare you, but we, we, we are too spiritual to be acting so carnal. It's about to get real tight right through here. Are y'all listening to me? The, the time of playing games is over. This is the wrong time to go the opposite way, the wrong time to try to entertain some other doctrine or religion or what you heard or hanging with your girls or now I'm going to do this and now I'm just going to be a Muslim and now I'm just going to, I don't think you're the son of God. This is the wrong time for that. Deception is real high and everything sounds real good. And, and it's okay for you to say, hey, brother, I don't even want to hear that. You ain't got to debate with nobody. I was at a place and the guy came to me. I'm at a picnic and here he comes because he, he knew I was a pastor. He's, he's drawn. He's drawn. They, they can see what's on you. So he approached me to debate with me the scripture. 
He'll approach me to debate with me between Christianity and the black Israelites and Hebrew Israelites. I say, hey, man, I'm here for barbecue. I ain't here for that. I ain't got time to do that. That's what you believe? Believe it. This is what I believe. I ain't going to debate it with you. I'm not. Not based on, I have studies because I study all of it. I think you should. I think Christians know more than they understand. Most Christians are biblically illiterate. That's why we get bamboozled so much, especially in the black church. You can tell black people anything. I ain't, I, I'm going to go on this side because y'all looking at me crazy over there. I'm just telling you the truth because we don't read, we don't study, we don't discern, we don't pray. How else can you tell a whole group of people, Jesus coming back Friday, bring all your stuff to the church, sell all your goods, he coming back at 530 Friday, and we said praise the Lord. And we sell all of our stuff and bring it to the bishop. Well, if he come back to get us, what you going to do with our stuff, bishop? Why am I selling my stuff, bringing it to your feet if we all finna go with Jesus Friday? Oh, y'all ain't ready. But I am. Whew, what was I reading? Verse 39. Let me stay within my notes. People didn't realize what was going to happen until the flood came and swept them all away. And that is the way it will be. When the Son of Man returns, Jesus said the days that we're living in, the last days, will be parallel to the days of Noah. Come on, say, as in the days of Noah. Oh, not long after God placed humans on the earth, listen to me carefully, they refused to follow instructions in order that God had already made possible for them to live happy lives. And they began to self-destruct. Adam and Eve rejected God's instructions. Humanity became hostile and corrupt. And by the time Noah, the time of Noah, the Lord said, or saw the wickedness of man was great and his heart was continually evil. And it says, and God was grieved, almost that he made a mistake. See, that he had gave us the freedom to choose between right and wrong. And just like in the days of Noah, I believe we have fallen far from his intent for creation. Are you listening to me? People are unaware, even believers, of the sanctity of God. We've, we've just kind of left it. And people are peopling. Is that a word? <laughs> but the people of God have a responsibility in this time. I looked at the news this week and many people passionately were celebrating the overturn. On the other side, there were people that were passionately hurt by it and crying about the overturn. And both felt like we've been praying to God for this. And one felt like God answered us. And one felt like God let us down. And, and the church was nowhere in place to be the heart of God in this time. I was grieved. I don't have to agree with you. Listen to me very carefully. But I do have to respect your opinion as a person. I lost half the room. See, that's the problem we have now in America. We've lost humility. We've lost human respect. And if you don't believe like me, then I get to talk about you, condemn you, 
I get to bash you. I get to drag you. And how in the heck are we going to drag people all week on social media then invite them to our service on Sunday? Because all week you've been a baby killer, you've been a hoe, you've been nasty, you've been the reason the world is the way it is, and, you know, just don't even get me started on Pride Month. We have not displayed the heart of God, and you ain't got to like me, you can delete me, you can leave our church, but I am no longer playing church games with church people. Our approach should always be one of agape, one of grace, and one of truth. Write that down. One of agape, one of grace, and one of truth. Agape, grace, and truth. So I'm not telling you to change your beliefs. I'm not telling you to compromise your beliefs. You believe what you believe. But in terms of other people, your approach should always be agape, grace, and truth. The woman at the well was caught in the act of adultery. She was caught. I don't know who caught her, but she was caught. And, and they brought her out in public. I don't know why they didn't bring the man, but they brought her out. Because she wasn't caught by herself. But she encountered Jesus in one of the most challenging, difficult, embarrassing times of her life. She encountered Jesus. And he did not take the social media to say how loose she was and how raggedy she was and how many men she didn't have and you the reason the world is the way it is. He said, listen, honey, stop doing what you're doing. First, he read a mail. He said, you've had about five uh, men and the man you went ain't even your husband. Yeah, he read a mail. He, 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 he gave it to her. And then he said, hey, stop doing what you're doing. He gave her grace and he gave her truth. And he, he, everything with Jesus was covered in agape. When did we opt out of agape? It's disgusting to see the church not operate in love. I don't care what you believe. Nobody cares what you believe. You believe what you believe. But whatever you believe and however you dis, dis, demonstrate that should be in love. Yes. Y'all y'all not going to say nothing. Okay, let me just give you five things. I don't have a sermon. I just want to talk. Can I just talk to you today? Yes. Let me give you these five things because we're as a church. We don't come to church. We don't build a church. Say, I am the church. I am the church. And as the church. This is what we should be doing. Number one, you got to let non-believers off the moral hook. Y'all may leave the church after today, but I really don't care. No, I don't. I'm, I'm, I'm just tired of the games. I'm tired of it. We got to let non-believers off the moral hook. How are you holding people that are not saved to a standard that you don't even keep yourself? Don't, don't, don't listen. Don't come for me unless I send for you. How are you going to hold people that ain't saved, that ain't filled with the Holy Ghost, don't confess Christ, don't sit in church like you every week and go through devotion and go through real life talk and go through community talk and went through the prophetic class. You hold them to the same standards as believers. You've got to let them off the moral hook. Because morality is not a prerequisite for agape. I'll love you once you get yourself together. I don't know where you found that at. Let them off the hook. Stop expecting from unbelievers what unbelievers can't give you. Heathens gonna heave. Is that a word? 
the world is going to do what the world does. That's what they're supposed to do. Smokers smoke, drinkers drink, partyers party, cookers cook. They're going to do what they do. But here's the thing I realized. Although you're born again, sometimes there's a thin line. And if I look at your life, I don't know if you saved or not either. Y'all don't y'all want to play with me today. I should have picked the other sermon, Drew. Because they would have shot it for that one. All of these baby killers going to hell. All of these gays and dykes are going to hell. Ooh, and y'all were shot about that. And I don't understand that because some of your sisters, brothers, and uncles, and, and, and. Don't, don't, don't you twist the message. I told you, believe what you believe. We are believers. We believe the scripture. But there's a way we deal with those that don't believe it. And beating them up on social media ain't the way. You can't name call people all week and invite them to church. Because what it does, because you don't realize you are the address of God in the earth. You represent God. So whatever you do, they put it off on God. Now they don't want your God. Because they figure your God is mean like you and nasty like you and judgmental like you. Don't have no grace like you. Don't have no mercy like you. So I ain't going to that church. So I'm going to be embraced by those that, that's, that, that at least going to embrace me. Even if we are wrong. I feel like I belong here. That's why the church has to make a place where people can feel like they belong before they believe. Come on in here and sing and, 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 and worship and get the word. And I ain't, I'm not challenging you to change nothing overnight. I'm telling you to receive the word because the word is the only thing that's going to change your soul. We've been trying to clean the fish before we catch it. And how dare the church get on social media and bash women that have had abortions and with all the babies we've killed. What is the matter with us? We, we have trained up in church what's called institutionalized hypocrisy. A hypocrite is not, I did something and tried to hide it. A hypocrite is, I act like I ain't never done nothing. I've been saved all my life. I ain't never messed up like y'all. I ain't never smoked no weed. I ain't never been in the back of the car having sex. I ain't never done none of that. I, 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 I ain't been out. I ain't partied. I ain't went naked. I ain't got lost. I ain't been so high. I couldn't find my car. I ain't never done none of that. I've been saved. Because I'm a prophet now, you see. Because I'm, I'm an evangelist now, you see. I lead the prayer now, you see. But you used to be nasty. And you forgot how nasty you was and how nasty you can still sometimes be. Because I don't care how saved you are. That flesh be calling, it be calling like, like that, that crack was calling Pookie on the, what's the movie on? Um, y'all know, see? He said it be calling me, man. It just be calling me. And I don't care how saved you are. If you don't keep your spirit guarded, the very thing God pulled you out of will come calling you. And if you ain't careful, you'll find yourself going back. And what? 
happens when you go back? You still get his grace and you still get his love. You still get his correction. But he don't say, look at you with your nasty self. Because he sees us through the finished work of Jesus. So why don't we see people like that? See, we get the mess up and act a fool and people got to just know our heart. Just know my heart. You know I ain't like that. I know I cussed you out and broke out windows, but know my heart. See, it's just, it's, just, it's just a struggle for us, but it's sin for them. It's just a hang up for me. It's just, just something I'm dealing with. Sin is sin. Y'all quiet up in here this morning. I should have preached if he did it before, they would have shouted. He'll do it again. I should have preached it's your time and we would shout it. See, I like her. You got to let believers off the moral hook. Don't be concerned about how they're living. Make sure your life is conquered by Christ. If you make sure your life is conquered by Christ and you are the address of God in the earth and you are to be read as living epistles, hey, we'll get some better traction here. Because they'll see when everybody else going nuts in the times we just read, you are sane, you have peace, you're making wise decisions. You ain't, you ain't got to go get no drink because you stressed out or go smoke no weed because you stressed out. You, you going through a different door. And they say, what's up with you, man? Did you see the price of gas? You're like, yep, I saw the price of gas, but I'm good. God provides for me. Why he provide for you? Here is how. Let me tell you. And not act like we got it all together, but here is how I'm walking this life out through Christ and conquering things every single day. We got to be honest about our living. We got to tell people, yes, I'm saved, but I got some issues. Sometimes I'm a mess. Sometimes I cuss at my husband. Sometimes I slap my kids. Sometimes I don't like my boss. Sometimes I have I have a drink. And we ain't giving um, heedance to that saying that's good. But if that's where you are, that's where you are. But we're applying the word so we can get our life conquered by Christ. But when you approach the world as I got it all together, they don't want your Jesus because they messed up just like we were and sometimes still is. And if they see, oh, you say, but you act up sometimes and you're trying to get it together. And here's what you're doing. And you in counseling, you in therapy, you use the scripture. Then they, they, they more open to that because it's called real living. But we have trained up people to be phony and to be be to 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 wear badges of hypocrisy as if we never went through nothing. You got eight husbands and ten babies, and you got the nerve to talk about this generation, and y'all just out of control. Well, at some point, you must have been. So you ain't got no compassion for the little girls now. And this is the difference. You had, you had Mother Wallermelon behind you praying for you. You had the deacons and the elders because church was just different back then. And you still went off. These kids don't, they don't know what church is. There's a generation that don't even know the Lord. And you had the, the elders praying with you and warring with you and putting towels over you and laying hands on you. And you still went astray? And you're going to talk about this generation? I was talking to a guy yesterday. I was talking to a guy in prison. I talked to him on the phone. And he's like, man, these saints of old, they were different. They went on to be with the Lord now, but they carry some different. I said, you know why? I said, because they didn't have any options. They didn't have any choices. They just had Jesus. That's all they knew. 
They do the, and and, and the, 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 the revelation, some of it was dogmatic, but that's all they knew. You go to church, you pray, you fast, you seek the Lord, you tarry, you don't wear that, you don't reveal that, you don't do, and we did it. Yeah. That, that was just too much, but there was an oil on their life. Yeah. You, saw, you, you didn't just sing about miracle signs and wonders back then, you saw them in every service. Now it's just something we sing about. It, it's, it's something we promote, it's something we market, but we don't see it. So we got too many options now. You ain't got to wear that. It don't matter if my breast is out. That don't mean I ain't saved. I can do what I want to do. I can show my taco meat. I can have sex. Yeah, that's old school. Yeah, yeah. It, I ain't got to be married. I, just all this stuff. And we just keep draining the power. Draining the power. Draining the power. It's like I had a car. And I, I, was it, what was it? It was the thing that make the air conditioner cold. What is that called? Not the Freon. It's something else. It's some fluid. Antifreeze. And I had a leak in my antifreeze container. Is that what you call it? A who? My reservoir. And I would have to stop Chris every so often to put antifreeze in because it kept leaking out. Now I'm trying to, and I had another car that was, that was, um, that was leaking transmission fluid. And it would start slipping. Not to stop and put some Transmission fluid in there. And so I could never get to where I was going the way I wanted to get there because there was a leak. My car couldn't perform at the level it was supposed to perform because there was a leak. And I wasn't, con- I, I really got comfortable because um, of the price of what it costs to get fixed. I got comfortable with living like this, so I didn't get it fixed. I just would um, stock up on antifreeze in the trunk, and, and, and I just keep stopping. And, and, and we, we become custom to living this life way below the standard of God, and, and we don't care about there ain't no power. I, but I got my antifreeze in the trunk. I got my Bible in the car. I, I, got, I take my class, and, and, and we void of power. There's a leak. And I'm all dressed up to go to church and I'm parked over on North Avenue and Central somewhere putting antifreeze out under the hood. <laughs> Clean as a tap and no power. Shakabaka Zulu. Hudabaka Tabadaha Shakabaha and no power. I'm not going to tell you, shut up, speak in English. Just shut up. Because you're speaking in tongues, but don't speak to your mama. Shut up. Number two. Number two. I, I don't have time. Number two. I don't have time. And I'm not mad. I'm not fussing. I, I do have a righteous indignation about the state of the church. Because y'all told me, this is what y'all said two years ago, a year and a half ago. It, it, it's a new normal. It ain't going to never be the same. Be coming back to something new. God is doing something fresh. We ain't gonna even know what church look like. And we done come back to the exact same thing. Flyers and events and conferences and flyers. What, 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 what are we doing? What are we doing? The Christian taming is at an all-time high. And we, we like a show. We like a show. Just park our seats and what you got for us today, Reverend. I ain't got no show for you. We got a yellow card. We keep order, but that's it. Whatever God wants to do is what he's gonna do. Whatever you want to say is what he's gonna say. Well, I like a more structured church. Well, I don't know what to tell you. We start on time. It's structured. 
No, but if God says sit and talk, sit and talk. He said, run, we're going to run. He said, stand up and preach, we're going to stand up and preach. He said, London, come preach again, we're going to do whatever we're going to got to do. He said, go online. I said, we're just going to go online next week. Wow, I like to come in the building. We ain't going to be here. Because <laughs> sometimes we do more church than family. Oh. And some of y'all don't mind doing more church than family because you don't like your family. That's why we teach you on family. So you can learn how to be around your family, have your family meetings and things like that. How many of y'all have your family meetings? Raise your hand if you have your family meetings. Okay, now put your hands down. How many of y'all just raised your hand but you was lying? Raise it back up. No, I'm just lying. <laughs> Number two, see the, world as our, see the world as our harvest, not our enemy. Write that down. It's not us versus them. The world is our harvest and the world is ready for the manifestation of the sons of God. We draw with love and kindness. What's the old saying? You catch more flies with than what? And vinegar. I thought they said Pepsi, but it's vinegar. It's our harvest. If you see the world as our enemy, you'll never win them. Let's just start with your family. How do you see your cousins and your aunts and uncles that don't believe like you believe? How do you see them? How do you approach them at the family events? Are you always dogmatic? Are you always judging them? Are you always trying to get them to come to church or get them to stop doing what they're doing? Because that's not your role. Once you build a relationship with people, God opened doors for you to have certain conversations with them. Some of y'all are ruining your witness because you're having the wrong conversations without relationship. They're not going to receive from you. You ain't, saw, you ain't seen Uncle Jed in four years. And you walk up on him at the 4th of July barbecue. Talking, you still smoking cigarettes? You need to stop smoking them. He ain't trying to hear that. That's why he smoked the pack before he came out there because he got no guy to come deal with you at the barbecue. That, that's the hypocrisy I'm talking about. As if you ain't never done nothing and been through nothing. I'm not telling you we just let everything go. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying we do our role. Our role is agape. Our role is honor. That's our role. How do you approach people that are unsaved? Just even in your own family. How, how, how do people at your job, do they like to see you coming or, or they know you're the religious freak that's going to be badgering them with a flyer or something all the time? <laughs> Jesus was moved with compassion. What does that mean? He felt their pain in his heart. Oh. And he healed them all. Read the scripture. Jesus walks up on the scene. There's 20,000 people at the Jesus Christ meeting, the Jesus Christ fellowship, the Jesus Christ conference. The Jesus Christ Press Seminar. The Jesus Christ Prophetic Advantage. Just 20,000 people there. And it says, and he healed them all. Now, don't you think, Sean, somebody was there that wasn't saved and didn't believe Jesus or was a crook or was gay or was, was in um, um, adultery or, or, or did drugs? Don't you think somebody was there that didn't qualify as we think for God to heal them? What qualifies us? Don't get quiet now. Nudge your neighbor, say, don't get quiet now, nudge him. <laughs> what qualifies us for encounters with Jesus? Come on, talk back to me. What, what qualifies us? Yes, ma'am. 
Okay, y'all think this is a joke. This is not a joke. It's not a joke. Talk back to me. Go ahead, ma'am. Inhaling and exhaling. Good. What else? What qualifies us for encounters with Jesus? Come on, talk. Accept him as Lord and Savior. Okay, what else? Come on. Faith. What else? The blood of Jesus. What else? Relationship. What else? Fasting and praying. What else? Who? Showing love and compassion. She, she, believing. She, she had the answer right here. What did you say, ma'am? If you inhale and exhale, you qualify for encounters with Jesus. So you mean to tell me I can't encounter him until I get saved, filled with the Holy Ghost, go to church, go through the membership, then Jesus is going to talk to me and, and heal me and minister to me. Some of y'all got saved because you was in the club and Jesus said you ain't got no business in here. That's an encounter. You ain't got, you were high as a kite and he said you ain't got no business in here. You don't even fit in here. You had your outfit on, you had your head done, you was ready. How many guys in there again? You had your taco meat out. You, you was gonna get all the numbers. You was, you was taking, you was taking some, you was taking somebody to steak and egg and getting some booty tonight from somebody. And God said, "You ain't got no business in here." Lord Jesus. First of all, you taking you to steak and egg. That's a problem. But that's a whole other message. We're not going to steak and egg. Not if I'm giving you something. We're going to steak and egg. Okay. She said if you inhale, listen, and exhale, it qualifies. See, y'all got quiet because you don't believe that. Because y'all think we got to qualify for everything. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever chooses him. But before you choose, he has a way of getting to you. Some of y'all came to Christ because you was at your last place and nobody laid hands on you. You didn't come to nobody to church. You were sitting in somebody's closet. You was about to kill yourself. You was, you was depressed and the Lord spoke to you. You had an encounter. So why are we teaching people? You'll have an encounter once you come into the fold and do like we do and dress like we dress and come to our classes. Then you'll have an encounter and stop doing that and stop doing that and stop wearing that. And stop doing that, and then you'll have an encounter. Once you begin to get this word in, the Holy Spirit leads you until, you know what, you probably shouldn't be wearing that no more. Nobody ain't got to tell you that. He ain't got to tell you that. Most folk that, that, that don't, don't do drugs no more, nobody prayed for them. They begin to, they begin to digest the word. And, and not just the taste was taken. It wasn't just the taste was taken. The root of why you do drugs was taken. You got healed. You were made whole. If you're going home and got a drink to calm down, you don't need prayer for drinking to calm down. You need prayer for the root of why you're drinking to calm down. And that ain't got to happen at the church. You can come here, praise God. But if you never come down here and get prayer, you can be in your living room with the bottle. And God will say, now, wait a minute, sister. You're better than that. Let me minister to you. Let me show you another side of me that you may not know. That's why you're drinking this or smoking that or doing this. Y'all quiet up in here. Number three, I, I, I want to teach them all, but I don't have time to teach them all. Number three, be master demonstrators of Father's love. You, I've talked about this plenty of times. I'm just, I'm just speaking on what I saw this week. I was grieved this week. Some of y'all should have been grieved too. 
I guess not. Okay, well, praise God. Look at John 17. Come on, say, whatever I do, whatever I do. say it loud, must be done in love. John 17, 17, NLT says, make them holy by your truth. Teach them your word because it is your word that is true. We used to talk about scripture or debate scripture even back in the day or debate certain things. And here's what we would say. Hey, man, go to the scripture. Let's see what the scripture say. We don't do that no more. We said, no, the spirit of the Lord told me. I had a vision last night. Skip your vision. Show me in scripture. The foundation of what you trying to push off to me. Show, and show it to me rightly divided. See, that's two sides to this thing here, Elder. And God hates a false balance. Because I'm just going to say it. If, 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 we, if we can start telling people what they can't do, then it's going to just trickle down. I lost half the church. Okay. If I can tell you whether I believe in abortion or not, that you can't have one, I can also tell you you can't come to church on Sunday. I can also, t- I, I, can, I can just start making laws and rules and, and, and just taking rights and taking choices and that's, I don't, I don't know about that. So while y'all saying rule, 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 what's next? That, that, don't, that don't mean you believe in abortion. That, that don't mean it. But, but, but that, what, what's next? You, I, I just always have the mindset, maybe I'm going to get in trouble for this. I'm sure I am. But, but I, I can't tell a woman that's been raped that you got to keep that. I can't tell her that. I lost half the church. I'm probably going to lose members today. But it's, I can't tell a woman who, who, who the doctor said, hey, either terminate the pregnancy or you're going to die. I can't tell them, no, you can't do that. But if I can tell her that, I can also tell you where you can drive and where you can sit and where you can't stand and how you can worship and where you can go to school. And I, 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 can, I can just, just go, start going on down. Y'all, I, okay, let me go back to this. Okay, well, praise God. All right, let me get to the lesson. First Peter 4. Look at it in the message. Because y'all, as he said, y'all don't want to have no church. So we must consider each other's different lived experiences instead of attacking them. Ooh, ooh, some of y'all gonna go down and join another church. <laughs> Pastor lost his mind. He's siding with them gays. He's siding with them baby killers. He's siding with them. Y'all really need to read the scripture. We went down to the pride parade to pass out water and pray for those at the pride parade. And we got heat from the church. How do you get ridiculed for loving people? That don't mean I agree with it. I don't have to... I don't agree with some of y'all. I don't like what some of y'all got on today. It don't matter. I can think your blouse is ugly, but that ain't got nothing to do with nothing. I still got to embrace you at the, I can't say, greet your neighbor, and I ain't hugging others. Her blouse ugly. I don't agree with that. No. How you, you, you shop at Ross, you know, Ross supports. You don't know who supports what. 
Y'all went to Disney World? Do you know they support same-sex marriage? So does your local cleaners, and they clean your shirts with extra starch. (laughs) Our responsibility is agape and honor. And to make sure our lives are conquered by Christ, not going through the pews to see who doing what, who living how, so we can throw our scriptures at them. You believe what you believe. I got that. Don't come off of that. But you have to, above that, operate in agape and in honor. We we passed out water, Jack, and hugged people and loved on them at the parade. And they said, what is going on with Lifeline? It's a shame when the Bible seems foreign to people. <laughs> it's quiet up in there, Elder Harris. They don't like these kind of messages, but I don't care. <laughs> Some of y'all watching online, you, you watch later because you want to see you watching when we in service. You watch later. And I get you. I get it. I got it. Um, and you may not like what we're saying, but hey, man, this, check the scripture. We don't get off the hook from loving people. Ah, First Peter chapter four. Look at the message Bible. Y'all got to go? Everything in the world is about to be wrapped up. So take nothing for granted. I'm reading verse seven, first Peter four. Stay wide awake in prayer. How many of y'all pray? Raise your hand if you pray. Raise your hand if you pray. I'm not talking about Jesus wept. Bow your heads in prayer. Jesus wept. I don't know what that is. <laughs> Bless the food, sir. Jesus wept. They ain't got nothing to do with this chicken I'm about to partake of. <laughs> At least said the words, bless the food, bless the cook. You know, what, what's, the, what's the thing? Bless the, yeah, you know what to say. God is good, God is great. <laughs> Let us thank him for this plate. Amen. Let this food nourish our bodies. We got a plate full of chitlins, fried chicken, cornbread. Take all the impurities out, Lord. Bless the hands that prepared it. And the place that stored it. And don't let all this pork raise my blood pressure. Although I know I shouldn't be having it. In Jesus', Jesus name. How you quickening at the table? Stay wide awake in prayer. Most of all, love each other as if your life depended on it. Love each other as if your life depended on it. Love each other as if you're not love the people in your church. Love your waiter. You go to the store or go to the restaurant and your waiter got three earrings in his or her nose and they look a certain way and you love your waiter. We was out um, with a a precious couple on Friday and um, the waiter was just overwhelmed. She had a lot, you could tell she had a lot. She kept coming, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And usually we'd be like, hey girl, get it together. I didn't, I just, I didn't say nothing. And um, clap for that. I didn't say nothing, clap. (laughs) And so when she came back like for the fifth time, Pastor Kelly said, I'm so sorry, I'm usually better, but I'm doing this. The guy with us says, how can we pray with you today? And that hit me like, how often do we do that? 
Because we Jesus representatives. Now in church, you stay and pray for the whole church. Speak in tongues, throw oil and fall out. But at the restaurant, how can we pray with you today? And here's what she said. I guess I'm doing well. I guess pray that I'd be a good, you know, single mama. And we could have said, you ain't got no husband. You got pregnant. You stop having kids. No, I says, okay. And then she says, and I lost her mother. It's helped me. It's hard to, you know, grieve with my mother. And I just had my son at the same time. And to become a mother and I lost my mother, it's kind of tough. And I'm like, that's what the church is supposed to be doing. Not come to our service. Not who you under. Not why you ain't in church. Just how can I serve you? Because some plant, some water, and God gives the increase. Y'all trying to close the deal over appetizers. It's good today. I'm sorry. I'm blessing myself. Like your life depended on it. Love makes up for practically anything. Look at here. Look at it. Then be quick to give a meal to the hungry, bed to the homeless cheerfully. Be generous with the different things God's, God gave you, passing them around to all get, to, so all can get in on it. If words, let it be God's words. If it ain't God's words, shut up. Tell your neighbor, says, you, you ought to just shut up sometimes. Tell them, say, you ought to shut up sometimes. Tell your neighbor, you ought to shut up sometimes. Now look back and tell them, say, you shut up. Tell them, say, you shut up. You don't tell me to shut up, you shut up. Y'all wouldn't even do it. You look at your neighbor and say, I ain't telling her to shut up. <laughs> tell him I said it. Say, Pastor, say, y'all shut up sometimes. Now tell him, say, he can shut up too. Tell him, Pastor can shut up too. Tell him. <laughs> I know I need to shut up sometimes. One time I talked too much. I was, we was talking, I was talking to, to a guy, the place we were looking at, and, and I'm just a talking, and PC texted me and said, stop talking to that man. <laughs> I was talking so much I didn't even see the text, Delvin. I'm just talking. Just stop talking to that man. You're talking too much. How many of y'all can talk too much and you know you can? Come on, raise your hand. Okay, put, put your hand. How many of y'all laugh sometimes, like right now? Come on, you. Yeah. <laughs> hey, guys, y'all come on down. I'm almost finished. Y'all come on down. Play something nice for me. Hey, y'all gonna come to the house next week for real? Play something? All right. I probably should check with my neighbors though, shouldn't I? Because they. Because it is a 10 o'clock service. But like, what's going on next door? Because we don't do nothing quiet. You know, we loud as black people. We. When I call your name. We're the, only, we're the only blacks in the neighborhood and they probably like, what is happening over here? <laughs> and they go call the law, right? Rome, okay. I can't, I can't read it, but write this down. Uh, write down Romans 12, verse 16 to 18 in the Amplified in your own time. Okay, oh, I'm on number what? Three or four? Okay, real quick, number four. Should I rush through it, Shante, or should I wait? You said wait. Okay. <laughs> okay, let me just give them to you and we'll finish next Sunday. Because um, I know I won't have your full attention next Sunday because you'll be at home, you'll be grilling your meat. 
you know. Somebody said, show here. See, if it ain't her, it's Sister Marilyn. What's Sister Marilyn that she? I said, I ain't gonna be long. She said, mm-hmm. Okay. Understand our capacity to choose and our responsibility to choose wisely. Oh, I'm gonna dig into this one. We have free will. And as believers, the Holy Spirit helps us to make wise choices. Y'all quiet up in here. Go to Deuteronomy chapter 30. I'm going to go back through this a little bit next week. But I want to at least hit you with it. Because I know how next week going to be. Y'all going to be thawing out your meat and stuff. Soaking your meat. How many of y'all soak your meat for you? Yes, sir. How many you miss called marinade? How many of y'all marinating orange juice? Put, put, put your hand. Orange juice? How many of y'all Budweiser? Budweiser? <laughs> <laughs> they won't even raise their hands, but they know they they know they putting that. Now you're gonna use bill, use some cheap bill. Don't use Budweiser. Use some of that cheap bill. I don't know nothing about that. I'm just saying. I use orange juice. And, and, and Italian dressing and grape soda. See, 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 I see. You gonna try it, you know. Yep. I mean, your meat falls off the bone. Crush, crush is better. Now listen, verse 15, NLT. You just laughing, London, you, you a mess. Come on, let's read it. Today I'm giving you a choice, a choice, choice. between what? Between what? Come on, keep going real quick. Keep going, keep going, keep going. For I command you this day to love the Lord your God and to keep his commands, decrees and regulations by walking in his ways. If you do this, if you make this choice, you will live. And multiply, and the Lord your God will bless you in the land you are about to enter and occupy. Verse 17. But if your heart turns away, you don't make the choice and you refuse to listen. And if you are drawn away to serve and worship other gods, come on. Then I warn you now that you will certainly be destroyed. You will not live a long, good life in the land you are crossing the Jordan to occupy. Today I've given you the choice between life and death, between blessings and curses. Now I call on heaven and earth. To witness the choice you make or that you would choose life. I want you to choose life, but you have a choice to make. You can say, no, I don't want to, I don't want, I don't want to, I choose not to give. I choose not to forgive. I choose not to tithe. I choose not to come to church. I choose not to study the word. You can choose those things, but you got to deal with the back end of your choices. That's why I'm not saying just go run and get abortions. That's a bigger picture here. There's trauma and there's pain and there's hurt. Now you got to go through counseling. They don't talk about that. I pray with women. They had abortions sometimes 30 years ago and they're still tormented. So hear what I'm telling you. But they have a choice. I have a choice. She has a choice. 
we can we got married and we got a choice to stay together or not I got a choice to come to this church I have a choice y'all quiet now he says I call them heaven to witness the choice you make oh that, oh, that, oh, that you would choose life for you and your children so y'all can live so y'all can be happy y'all can have peace but if you don't that's on you that's what you, you chose but I like this about God brother even when we make bad choices he's, he's a faithful God how many of y'all made some dumb choices put your hand down and you didn't, you didn't benefit the results of those choices because God is a good God. That's why they were singing, he's been so good because you know some things should have happened to you. You shouldn't even have the house or the car. Some of you should be dead. You was high outside your mind. You drove home. You was skunk drunk and you made it home. You made a bad decision and God kept you in your bad decision unprotected sex you had before you got married and saved how crazy were you acting how ridiculous and reckless were you and God kept you with the bad choices that you made and we gonna frown up on somebody you gonna frown up on somebody as if you ain't never made a bad since I've been saved I done made some bad choices I done did some stupid stuff my flesh has gotten the best of me since I've been saved. But thank God for his faithfulness. Even when I'm crazy outside my mind. He said, hey, Red, you better than that. He removes the sting from our decisions sometimes. They should have locked you up when you went to court. They should have took the house when you went to court. They should have took your child when you went to court. God stepped in because he sees you through the finished work of Jesus Christ. And he says, you better than that. Get on back up. Let's make some better choices. Oh, is there any more up there? You can make this choice by loving. No, 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 no. By loving the Lord your God, obeying him, Committing yourself firmly to him. This is the key to your life. And if you love and obey the Lord, you will live long in the land that I swore to give your ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I got more. I don't have time. I'm going to stop like Shante said. I hope y'all heard not my opinion in my heart today only, but the word of the Lord. We are not church as usual I have no desire to do church as what we call church I have no desire to do that I want to see families whole I want to see families together I want to see husbands restored to their wives and their children and even if they never get back together and be married they can live a peaceful life even separated or whatever that's possible I want to see you have more than enough money I want to see your body whole and it comes through the teachings we get and you're making the right choices day after day after day. It is not about what you thought it was about. It's about your daily journey. And some days are good and some days are hellish. And 
some days you love God and some days you ain't sure. And some days that's your boo and some days I don't know about her. But thank God as we continue walking this thing out and you're in the life group and you got prayer partners and you're making right decisions and you're having devotion with the Lord. Man, I'm telling you, he'll walk you into the place that he's already designed for you. Don't you ever forget that. And don't condemn yourself about where you are in your walk. Because folk that act like they're here, they ain't. Stand up. I got to go. Did y'all receive the word?